afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to Foundation Friday number 105. And this week, we are going to talk about summer alignment and aligning your program with other programs within your school. We are going through this process and our institution. We're working to make things better for our kids. But before we get to the meat and potatoes of this week's Foundation Friday, I wanted to send a big shout out to everyone who has supported and listened to the podcast. Uh, I'm recording this on March 24th, dropping on March 25th. This month of March has been the biggest month ever in the history of a pen and a napkin. We've had the most downloads that we've ever had. We've had the most website hits that we've ever had. And I just can't thank everybody enough. I hope that I have been able to help you out in in as many ways as possible. I hope you've appreciated the material. I I can't thank uh, the folks that have come on the podcast enough for coming on. And so uh, I just want to say thank you very much to to everyone who has been so supportive of everything that I've tried to do with a pen and a napkin. And it is truly, uh, truly uh, just, I'm just so happy that it it seems like this is something that is helping out a lot of people. Um, Speaking of help, Come out to our coaches clinic on Saturday, April the 9th. Uh, it's coming here in less than two and a half weeks. So get your registration in and come in and have a great day. It's, it's going to be a, a great day to, to learn and to get better and to get better from not only our speakers, but from the peers that we'll have there with you. So uh, just wanted to get that out there before, uh, before we got going with today's Foundation Friday theme, which, like I said, for Foundation Friday number 105, it is summer alignment. So you have your program, you have your goals, you have your things that you want to accomplish with your program. But 99.9% of us, we're going to have to share athletes and we're going to have to work with other coaches, we're going to have to work with other programs, and we're going to have to keep our parents in the loop and make it uh, as accommodating as possible for our parents. So I've got eight things that I wanted to go through here. Number one, need to have a plan. You need to have a plan that is going to work for your kids. And in the sense of working with your kids, brings me to the second thing, is you got to be willing to do what is best for your kids. And sometimes what is best for our kids is less, not more. And that may sound a bit contradictory because this is your improvement season. This is your time to get better. However, however, we don't want to stretch the kids too thin. Uh, in our situation, we've got volleyball players, we've got cross-country kids, we've got softball, we've got track and field, we've got kids with jobs. And for not all of our kids, basketball is not their number one. And I know this, again, speaks truth to 99.9% of you that are listening to this podcast, that basketball is not, you've got your kids that have basketball as number one. But you also uh, need to have a plan that is going to work to help them out and do what is best for the kids overall. It might be a little inconvenient for you. I am not a morning person, but I know what is most convenient for our kids is to lift at 6.30 in the morning. So I get up four days a week at 5.30 in the morning to make sure that I'm at the gym by 6.15, 
and helping out with our strength and conditioning coaches. I'm just there to to advise and keep an eye on kids and more there for safety reasons and support for our kids. But that is what is best for our kids. So you've got to be willing to do what is best for your kids. Number three, just talking about that just a second ago, strength and conditioning. This is the the two or three month window where you're going to make your best gains when it comes to strength and conditioning, explosiveness, agility, and you need to do that for your kids. Um, you know, you've got to make sure that your kids are in that weight room consistently. For us, we offer it Monday through Thursday. Now, of course, let's say we're in June and we have a team camp and we need to leave at seven o'clock in the morning. Um, then strength and conditioning takes a hit that day. Uh, but we want to do all that we can to protect that strength and conditioning. And not only strength and conditioning for basketball, but for all of your athletes. Uh, we've carved out a situation where uh, from 6.30 to 7.30 or 7.45, it is all female athletes, and all the female athletes live together during that time. And and that's what works well for us. So you need to make sure that that strength and conditioning is at its core, at your core what you need to do. Now, fourth thing, you've got to be willing to give and take. You've got to, you know, you can't not take some things. You have to fight for your program and fight for your program's culture. But you also have to remember that your softball coach or your baseball coach or your football coach or your volleyball coach, they're fighting for their program's culture as well. And I think what a lot of us do, especially in our area, is June is a lot about high school basketball. Uh, if we have kids that are still playing basketball in July at a high level, it's because they're doing it through AAU and club stuff. Uh, at our school, what we plan on doing this summer is after after our more our our week uh, our dead week around the Fourth of July, we're going to turn it over uh, pretty much completely to our fall sports and really let them kick into high gear. And so you have to be willing to give and to be willing to take a little bit here and there. And again, it's a fine line to walk because you don't want to be a pushover, but you also can't be unflexible or inflexible. You have to work with other people with your staff. And the more you work with them when you need something, they're going to be willing to work with you. Number six on the list, communication. You've got to, you have to communicate with everybody that's involved. Uh, you have to communicate with your players, your expectations, and what you expect. What's kind of your non-negotiables in the summer? And nothing can really be non-negotiable in the summer, but it can be what we would call highly encouraged for your players to be at strength and conditioning, at team camps, at your open gym workouts and stuff like that. You need to communicate that with your parents. You want to get into the doghouse really quick is don't communicate with your parents and have them scrambling for their schedules, their carpools, uh, their family vacations. That's a great way to alienate your parents by not communicating with them and not having a good plan to put in front of them as to what you're doing, when you're doing it, and why you're doing it. Other coaches, like I said, communicating with your volleyball, your softball, your football, your your, uh, track coaches, whatever it may be. And of course, your administrators, communicating with them and letting them know this is why we're doing this. This is why we're going to this team camp this week, uh, why we're hosting this, why we're hosting that, so forth and so on, all of that stuff. Seventh thing, you need to, along with that being said, you have to hold other coaches and other programs accountable. If you're going to give, if you're going to work with people, if you're going to truly work with people and uh, be the, the good shepherd, the good soldier with everybody else, 
If other people aren't playing fair, you have to be willing to confront them and tell them that they are wrong. And, and what they're doing is not what was agreed upon. Because what you will see is, regardless of where you're at, you're, prob- you're probably going to have one or two coaches within your program, within your school's programs, that are going to be selfish and that they're going to take everything that they can get. If you allow them to do that without any sort of resistance, then you are complicit with that and your program loses. Now, that doesn't mean that you come in and that you're a jerk and that you, you, you start throwing stuff and you start throwing a hissy fit or whatever it may be, but you have to be willing to say, hey, Bob or, or Mary, you told me that we were going to have Tuesdays and Thursdays from this time to this time and that is what we agreed upon, and now you've got your kids doing this, or you're cutting into my time. You said you weren't going to do that. I'm not going to allow that. Your kids are going to be there here at this time, or whatever it may be. And that is just solid communication and holding each other accountable. Now, at the same time, if you're going to talk that talk, you've got to walk that walk. If, if you've agreed to release your football kids at 9 o'clock and it's getting close and you would really like to hold them until 9.10, 9.15, you've got to release them at 9 o'clock because that's what you promised. And that creates goodwill with the other programs in your building and in your school because you're going to need that goodwill at some point when it's something that's really, really important. Last thing is, along with that, Explain how important your summer attendance and improvement season is to your players, but at the same time, you've got to support their other pursuits. I kind of talked about this a little bit. It, it you know, we want to share kids. We want to have multi-sport athletes. We want them to do well in other activities. Sometimes it's not even other activities. Uh, for me, I have two or three kids that are cheerleaders, and they really enjoy being part of the cheer squad. So that's something that I've got to work with. Uh, I need to explain to my players how important this is. But we have to be aware, like I said earlier, that basketball is not going to be their number one. Not all of them is it's going to be their number one. Some kids are going to like softball more. Some kids are going to like football more. You have to be willing to work with that and be supportive of those pursuits. And that's where you have to have that communication and say, hey, this is where I really, really need you at for this and this and this and this. But if you need to skip basketball to go do this and this, hey, have at it. We'll welcome you back as soon as you get back from there. Go get it. Do the best you can. For a lot of our kids, they're working summer jobs. For me, my summer, uh, when I was a kid, I was coaching Little League Baseball in the mornings and early afternoons. I would go to uh, baseball practice in the late afternoon. And if, and if we didn't have a practice, we had a game. And if we didn't have a game, I went to work at the local pizza place in town two or three nights a week during the summertime. Uh, after the Little League baseball season was over, I got up at 6.30 to go work at my dad's, uh, the college that he taught at, from, from 7 to 4. And then sometimes I'd go straight, you know, I'd go home, shower, and go and work at the pizza place two or three nights a week. So a lot of our kids need to do that type of stuff, and that's what I needed to do to go to college. And, and our basketball workouts are not that important when it comes to that kid's choice of I've got to work or I've got to play and have an opportunity to go to college or I'm going to go play basketball and, and, and work on my jump stops. Uh, we got to keep that focus in, in, in place. And speaking of focus, we've got to allow these kids to be teenagers. We've got to give our players time to just be 
teenagers. They need time to blow off steam. They need time to go to the pool. They need time to go to the movies, to go hang out, to do that stuff. Let's get organized on our part. Let's come in. Let's do our work and then get the heck out of here so that you can go and do what you need to do to mentally refresh and restart so that when we get back into the school year, you are ready to go. Don't forget that we are working with teenagers and they need their time to just be teenagers, especially after the last couple of years that we've been through. This is going to be the first, in theory, this is going to be the first normal summer that anybody's going to have in three summers. We've got to let these kids breathe. We've got to let these kids get back to normal stuff that teenagers do. So Foundation Friday number 105, summer alignment, summer programs, stuff to think about as you're working with other programs within your school. Again, cannot thank you enough for the support. We've already shattered the record for most downloads in a month. I I cannot say thank you enough and come out to the Coaches Clinic on Saturday, April the 9th. Uh, It's going to be a great day. We've got great speakers lined up. They're going to do a terrific job. You're going to be a better coach at the end of the day than you'll be at the beginning of the day. So come check it out. Coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.